Hello and welcome everyone to the second episode of Bong Adda. I am Rishti and along with me I have Hi, good day. I am Meg. Namaskar, Shakolke. It's another episode of Bong Adda and hopefully we have we'll have a good time again. Nice to see everybody. I am from sunny California, San Francisco. I am Akash and I'm really hoping to have some interesting and uh, deep diving conversation with the two of them so this is just our second episode there might be a few hiccups here and there but thank you to everyone who has heard our previous episode if not do check out our spotify and our youtube for our first episode which was based on hardship and today's topic is about imposter syndrome and that is the topic that akash has introduced so imposter syndrome whenever we think of imposter syndrome now recently it always comes to this one game that everybody talks about which is among us but it's actually much deeper than that imposter syndrome is also ingrained with a lot of millennials and primarily the reason the most important reason to start with would be the feeling of being inadequate the feeling of being not enough and the feeling of not being sufficient part of it should be that we could blame social media for it but there is definitely based on psychology and based on research couple of symptoms which makes imposter syndrome give itself a shape and a definition if anybody ever feels a sense of being a fraud or a fear of being discovered or difficulty internalizing their success or having this sense of perfection even before they're able to manifest a project those are in a way imposter syndrome is there a cure to it like obviously we are going to get to the goods and the bads but before i give it out to the both of them i want to say that is there a cure to imposter syndrome well based on psychiatry and psychology there isn't a walking cure yet but it is surely related to other mental health conditions one would only say that perhaps people should stop self doubting and take up more responsibilities but then again that's just the start of it imposter syndrome is much more deeper now i would like to give it to meg meg what and how would you interpret imposter syndrome and has it affected you or do you know people that have been affected by it and or even around you yeah because the topic is really good because uh... once we decided the topic would be imposter syndrome for this episode i was just looking for it i myself to be honest was nearly not really aware of this but when i learned about this this is something strange uh, i guess i am affected and many others are affected with this but it's just the fact that we are not aware that something like this is really in existence what i found out is imposter syndrome is something that reflects to an internal experience of believing that uh, we are not 
as competent or as others that we perceive it to be or to put, to put it simply it is the experience of feeling like a phony or we just feel like that any moment we are going to be caught as a fraud like we don't belong anywhere or wherever we are we don't belong to that place and it is just because we reach there because of some dumb luck that is what our belief system is. and i guess it can reflect in anywhere means it can reflect no matter whatever the social status is um, or whatever work background we are from whatever our skill level is or our uh, degree of expertise it doesn't matter it can affect anywhere while speaking i realized that there are things through which uh, i guess we can figure out whether we have a, a imposter syndrome or not because it leads to self doubt it is berating our performance or attributing success to external factors it is a fear of not living to expectations is many things it is a very deep topic i i'm really happy that you have addressed to this topic the primary the causes which they have mentioned is that it may come from a family where the their family have highly valued their achievement or they have had parents who have flipped back and forth between um, often offering praises and being critical and i guess this uh, can also come in place when you are entering a new role it can trigger a, a imposter be it in a relationship or a college or a new job whenever you are trying something new and as akash was saying social media i guess social media has to play a very big big role in this because life has become a rat race and people are trying to compare themselves with each other unrealistic goal setting unrealistic goal and living in a world which is not actually real it's an imagination and that's where the conflict there is a conflict i guess and regarding it ki kore berano shombhob yes i guess uh, though there is no psychological treatment but still it's a psychological term maybe would like to hear from akash something and then we'll come back again on how to get out of it so <laughs> you're saying that we are all i mean you just mentioned about imposter syndrome and uh, how you're not a you're not an expert in this topic neither am i and neither is brishti i mean we aren't psychologists or psychiatrists we are just three millennials who don't know everything <laughs> but jokes aside it is also seen that 25 to 30% of high achievers suffer from imposter syndrome perhaps it's the innate desire to want perfection the innate desire to please people that makes it almost hard not to get there so even if they are not doing a project they just feel like they have to get somewhere in their mind even though nobody tells them it's like when they look at the mirror but then that's thing aside meg also pointed out another thing about social media and i want to actually just tackle that a little bit before i pass it on to brishti is that i think in the last decade and i'm not going to name names because we all know names but social media specifically a few of them like our digital passports have been good for the most but have also kind of highlighted and accelerated this issue of imposter syndrome 
it has been there and meg really beautifully he put it out that uh, he was unaware i mean honestly speaking even i wasn't aware of this completely um but just a couple of months back i was reading a book and i started actually noticing influencers on social media and then a week back i saw this documentary where they were they were just saying that how influencers are living a life that is only for influencing others in a way to make just the people who are scrolling feel bad what does that even tell us what does that even tell that about us as a society i mean how is how is that how is that growing on us how is that really affecting us are we just scrolling on let's say instagram to see a post to make us feel bad about ourselves i feel that's something that i should now pass over to brishti brishti i want to tell you one thing is that how do you see imposter syndrome not just as a single entity but how do you see imposter syndrome like has it affected you and uh, have you been able to figure it out or what has it done to you as an individual well this is a pretty heavy topic so i would like to simplify it first by just defining what imposter syndrome is once again so by the study um by the study of dr pauline clans and joe langford they defined imposter syndrome as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud despite external evidence of their competence so one thing that's very evident in people who suffer from imposter syndrome is they are doubting things which have proof of them excelling in it so for example it can be a student we've often made a joke right that there's this student the topper we, we there's a running joke that the topper always cries when they do, when they don't get their last 100 out of 100 and if they like get 98 they feel highly insufficient like it's a especially in indian mainstream uh, media we keep on seeing we make a joke out of the topper out of the kid who does not get 100 or feels insufficient because he got 98 or 99 but to think about it that that student is a classic example of imposter syndrome because to the whole world around him they can see that okay a kid has gotten 98 or 99 out of 100 that is phenomenal but for that child that the fact that they did not get 100 means like they are not even half as talented as they thought they were so the first time i heard about imposter syndrome i was like ha i don't have it because i'm pretty proud of my academic accomplishments and one of the biggest signs of imposter syndrome is that you don't uh, you never you always think that you succeeded due to sheer luck but then i saw what are the kinds of uh, there are different types of imposter syndrome and there's there there are certain ways to spot whether or not you have imposter syndrome and as i went through those i realized that okay you know what i do tick a few boxes and it's important to address this so the one kind of, this is from the muse the first kind of uh, a person who suffers from imposter syndrome is the perfectionist and some questions like if a person is a micromanager or a person who has extreme difficulty in delegating tasks to like you know their colleagues or coworkers or friends 
or if a person again does not get 100 out of 100 then breaks down or if you if you feel your work has not been done to 100% then it's not perfect i think when we look at ourselves if we see that yeah if any of these signs match with you then that can be a bit of an indication that you know what you might be suffering from imposter syndrome or if you're the super woman or the super man of your house like you feel like you have to do everything to your best and beyond that you are the kind of person who who stays up after work who puts the extra two hours three hours because that's what feels normal to you like what other people would see as overtime is what you feel as normal if you overcompensate because you think that is what will give you validation then that is a sign of you that of the fact that you probably might be suffering from imposter syndrome or if you're a kind of a person that if your confidence takes a little bit of a stumble or a little bit of a take back if you face a tiny obstacle in your in a place where you're doing extremely well then your entire courage and confidence stumbles down and you don't know where to start your life because you just made a tiny mistake and sometimes you probably avoid challenges because it is so uncomfortable and you think you won't excel in it then that is also a sign of imposter syndrome and above all if you're the kind of person who's like i don't need anyone's help or you feel that you are the only person who can fulfill every single requirement of a project then i think you do have imposter syndrome i think it's very important to understand the difference between someone who thinks that oh i am better than everyone else and i'm the only one who can do it versus being that if i don't prove to everyone that i can take up everything on my own shoulders that i'm not worthy of the validation that i'm already receiving so i had to do a lot of study to try and understand what imposter syndrome is because it is such a new term in psychology it is such a new thing people are studying about that we we're trying to see whether or not it's it's a person making an excuse for being a perfectionist or in reality it's a syndrome that's really affecting someone's quality of life well that was really well said and some fine fine insight about imposter syndrome let's steer away from uh, social media because i think everybody just berates social media anyways with imposter syndrome it's just become a new fan child but the truth is what and how does one feel when you are feeling the feeling of being in an imposter syndrome or when you're in that feeling i mean i know that feeling whenever i am doing a project or whenever i do something i just feel it's never good enough and i laugh it off that it's a creative inkling that it's okay but i don't think it's okay and i should pat myself on the back and say it's okay that i fail because i feel like we all should acknowledge that it's okay that you fail it's okay that you're not perfect because another thing again i'm going back to social media but talking about perfect and not perfect is body dysmorphia a lot of bodybuilders a, bo- a lot of fashion models end up doing things which we know in psychology are anorexia and bulimia because of the society's pressure as brishti um, was saying so perfectly about achievers they are also some kind of an achiever who are in innate pressure not directly or indirectly they want to do it by themselves but because of a societal pressure 
they have to either cut in on the weight or bring out the weight. I feel like we as the society, as, as just a group of people, we should encourage whatever we are, whoever we are, and stop that comparison because that's where it really hurts on an individual level. Brishti, you have something to add to this. Yes, it's very true. I think one thing that uh, what you just said highlights is the fact that something like imposter syndrome can be really fueled by society's expectations from us, especially considering that we are Indian. There is an insane amount of pressure on children to achieve so much so that when they actually do end up achieving things, they still feel that there's a lack of achievement from their end. And I think uh, we have to acknowledge and understand that society, whether it is digital, whether it is, whether it's the people around you, they have played a point in pushing the younger generation to a sort of a rat race where there's a constant competition, so much so that even if the competition ceases to exist, you are in a competition with yourself and you never feel like you've ever, you've won the race, even though you're miles ahead of the race you once started running. So I think what is really important to highlight is uh, even though imposter syndrome is something very internal, it can be fueled by external sources. Very rightly said uh, by Dishti. I guess this uh, usually comes in from a constant anxiety and at times you might just over-prepare work, much, uh, work much harder than necessary just to make sure that Nobody finds you your fraud. This can help in some aspects. This can help. But if you see at the end of the day, that might not be helpful. Because as you were saying, that due to a pressure, an external factor playing a big role, maybe we achieve something, but we always have that feeling that it, it was just because of that added pressure we did we did that. Else, maybe our nijatigoichara power. So even as Bishti was saying, not only a perfectionist, whoever has an imposter uh, can feel like to be a superhero, an expert, a natural genius, or a soloist. This, this can all play a major role. And I just figured out something, if, if you want to figure out that whether you are an imposter or not, just talk to yourself, ask a few questions. What are the beliefs do I hold? Do I believe I am worthy of love as I am? Or must I be perfect for others to approve me? And if you have this kind of feelings, you can always share with others, focus and try to help others who are going through the same, same syndrome, you know? Because this is something which people are unaware of as of today. And for this, first of all, you need to be aware yourself. So a self-assessment is very important. And while you assess yourself, take baby steps, nothing to be very afraid of, you cannot, means, nothing to be very anxious of, or just make sure that you don't overuse the social media. As all of us has agreed to this point, social media plays a big impact. And don't find the feelings of not belonging, accept them and acknowledge them so that you can start to unravel the core beliefs that are holding you back. Just refuse to let it hold you back. If you think a little deep into this, there is a psychological part or a mental part to this. If you take for an example, if there is a baby who is learning how to walk and the baby doesn't even understand, means 
what does walking means or talking means আর তখন যদি কেউ তাকে যদি ডাউট করে অথবা তাকে যদি বলে যে তুমি হাঁটতে পারবে না তুমি চলতে পারবে না ও যখন ওই কটের মধ্যে বসে আছে আমরা যখন বেড়ে উঠতে থাকি উই ক্রিয়েট আওয়ার ওন বিলিভস দ্যাট উই ক্যান ডু দিস উই সেট আওয়ার ওন এক্সপেকটেশন ইম্পস্টার কামস ইন উই স্টার্ট ডাউটিং আওয়ার সেলফ whether i can do that or not so this is a problem this is a problem the the society is built up in such a way even though you are good even someone is criticizing you for your development or for your growth it is our mind je amra ta ke negative bhabe niyeni and we start doubting ourselves like the last topic it was about hardship this is also a hardship and we need to overcome this you cannot just let go and this feeling is very surreal whenever you are going through it but you need to be very aware of this fact that this is just a belief nothing more than that it's just a belief so you need to change your belief and i would as uh, akash has given this topic today i would like akash to say something that how can we try to overcome this belief of ours of being an imposter before that I want to actually also uh, point out an, a, a fact which uh, Meg brought out about a small child and how while growing that child might be questioned. Let's unravel what is this box of imposter syndrome. We've been using this word. It's a mix of a lot of things. Many people have had all of these things. Conflict. trying to being real insecurities lack of self esteem low self confidence anxiety being questioned by the society like meg had so perfectly said self awareness or having the inability to have that self awareness or not being self aware of yourself continuous stress about yourself for people around you a negative curiosity over things that don't predominantly have anything good for you and ultimately fear fear of losing fear of failing fear of everything you could almost say like these are the small beads of the necklace that is imposter syndrome which is kind of scary because which is why everybody most people have it in some way or the other because we all have these and which is why it's another very interesting thing again we as human beings are fractured and that's fine it's fine to be fractured and imperfect but it is when people try to put a square puzzle on a circle it just doesn't work i read this quotation somewhere where uh, there was and i'm going to paraphrase this one and i don't know who this was because many people say it's albert einstein but i don't know who this was though if you compare a fish a monkey and an elephant's brain together then you're doing a massive injustice i feel like our society at large is doing the same kind of thing i mean if i were to be compared to somebody else who has a different path and a different life then i would automatically think of myself as insignificant and useless and worthless but is that all that i have i don't think so so 
imposter syndrome is really more to do with understanding these small portions of our fractures that we have. Moreover, what I could say is imposter syndrome is like a big bandaid on all these fractures. It's like a big bandaid label on all of these fractures because everybody has these fractures. Maybe we don't want to agree it. Maybe we don't want to talk about it. It's fine. But you can, you can tell yourself in the mirror, you know you have it. I mean, I have it. But Brishti had brought up, brought up something about, um, which almost felt like an archetype. And it is actually true that imposters have types, which is kind of scary. And sometimes the society encourages these kind of uh, quote unquote archetypes or imposter types, like the perfectionist or the expert or the soloist and uh, the superman or the superwoman or the great mind or the genius like uh, Meg had said. But then again, those are nice types to be. I want to be an expert in my field, but I don't need to be an expert when I'm trying to feel insignificant from everybody else. I need to be expert just me being myself in my field. I think that's what it matters. This is another paraphrase from my professor whom I don't want to name, but he is a really nice professor. He kind of incited me with so many fantastic thoughts. One of them was in the very first day of class, he said, look at your classmates on your left and look at your classmates on your right and just look towards the whiteboard. And now think of yourself as horses, just run towards the finish line. If you're looking at the left or the right, you're gonna trip and fall. That really blew my mind. When we're driving, another analogy, I just don't know, I just feel like giving these analogies today. But another analogy is uh, when you're driving, I rarely see other drivers looking at another driver, whether that driver is having a chocolate ice cream or the other driver is having a quarrel with his girlfriend. They're just driving and looking towards the road, maybe just talking on the phone. That's the mindset we should have. That's exactly the mindset we should have. We're all driving on our road of life. So Meg told me, he asked me, well, what, how do you overcome or how could I over, how could we overcome imposter syndrome? But before I say it, I want to hear from Brishti. You mentioned about these imposter types. Have you ever witnessed these or have you ever felt you were one of these? And did you feel that it, it was a good thing or a bad thing to be in this, either of these uh, imposter phenomenon types? Yes. So I'd actually like to quote Tina Fey on this because she said something that absolutely fits the bill. Tina Fey once said, the beauty of the imposter syndrome is you vacillate between extreme egomania and a complete feeling of, oh, I'm a fraud. Oh God, they're onto me. I'm a fraud. The reason why I say this is because I like the fact that I'm a perfectionist. And no, it's not that if you get into my room, my room is hyper-organized or anything, but the fact that if you give me a project, I will organize it to every minuscule detail possible. And I hate delegating work to other people. And in fact, if I take on, to, if I take on other people's share of work, I feel I'm being efficient, not that I'm doing out of 
my way. I never considered that feeling. And I like that behavior because it has benefited me. The fact that I'm a perfectionist helped me get some of my things done in time. It has helped me do things my way in this sort of sense. I sound like a prick when I say that. But it's also helped me be like, yes, I feel like an accomplished woman because I did this. I managed every single level of it. I, I often joke with my friends that I'm really good at planning anything because I will plan it to the very end detail. On the flip side, if something is 99% perfect, not 100, then I won't touch that product again. I won't touch that project again because I'm like, no it's not as right as I thought it should be. And if this project is released to the world, then everyone will know that I'm a fraud and I learned nothing from my university and I don't deserve my degree and people should burn me and my degree up in flames. It does go to uh, that extent. So I think um, it took me a long time to understand that I have imposter syndrome. I just thought that I am being a perfect perfectionist and I'm probably too hard on myself but you know there would be these uh, to just give like little anecdotes from my life there would be these little points for example where I would not apply to a job which is really like well suited for me because I don't match one of their teeny tiny qualifications and because I don't and I completely match everything. Like, in fact, there are, there are other things in my profile that more than compensate for the one thing that I'm lacking. But because I won't match on that one tiny qualification that they have written in the job application, I will not apply for it. Because I'm like, oh, no, not at all. This is not something uh, I will fail at this job. If I put my, if I give my resume, they'll be like, so that is the thing and uh, it's just always felt weird like I'm either the best at what I'm doing or that or no one else should ever see my face in relation to whatever else I'm working on if I'm not perfect at it very well said Misty though I'm no doctor, neither a psychologist, but what I guess is, uh, as you were saying, I think being a, there's nothing bad in being a perfectionist or a, a superman or a superwoman until we are forced to act like that. We are influenced by an external factor because once we are influenced, then it becomes difficult because then there is a sense of insecurity which is working inside. Then we are not just aware of the limitations that we have. Because if we just try to think in deep to this, there is an emotional part in this. By emotions, I mean, how do you trigger an emotion? Emotion is nothing but it comes out of a desire. The desire that we have the desire within and from the desire, the thoughts comes in, right? And these desires can be good or bad. We need to understand because if the desires are not right, considering our limitations, then it can affect us really badly. This is a problem 
that I have been facing as well because I just try to get success in my life. But once I achieve something, but still I feel that I've not achieved enough when I try to compare myself with others. And there this, this syndrome of imposter comes in. But I try to figure it out because see, after silence, there is a sound. And what comes next after a sound? It's again the silence. Silence is luxurious because the silence is somewhere where the reality lies. There would be times in our lives where a lot would happen and then again it would subside. Like after light, there is darkness. And after darkness, there is again light. It's a process and we need to accept it. It's not always that would always be successful. As Akash was saying, we are afraid of, we, are, we have a fear of a certain thing that works inside us. The fear is about the end, I believe. What's going to happen? What is there after light? If it's darkness, then what is there after darkness? It is again light. The thing is, people would say a lot of different things. But if I know my reality, and if I know how to stay happy in the silence, because see, the sound, when meets another sound, there is a clash. But can you compare in silence? Silence is just silence. Darkness is just darkness. There is no comparison in it. Lighter mode whatever is brighter or not. If you learn to stay happy in darkness or in silence, I mean to say within yourself, if you try to stay happy, that solves the question. There is no rationalization. You don't compare yourself with others. And that's it. The main fear I feel is the fear to change. I'm going to monitor it is for my own well-being. I'm going to definitely go. But if that fear is triggered from an external factor, that because of him, I need to achieve that spot, or else, then there is a problem. I cannot afford that fear to trigger me to do anything at all in my life. I must be the one who should take all the decisions in my life, no matter what. In that case, I cannot blame any others as well, whether if I don't achieve anything or if I overachieve anything, it is all up to me. It's very important. We have to be really open-minded and ask ourselves honestly that what do we really want? Am I living in the reality? Or am, am I living in the imagination? Because to get out of imposter syndrome is just wake up from the sleep. What do you do to get up out of a nightmare? Just wake up. So we need to wake up from this world of imagination 
and come back to reality. And just know what we are. Believe in our own capabilities that we can do this, we can do that. We know our limitations and work according to that. Anyways, as I've said in the last episode, we are powerless over what other people have to say of their action or places or circumstances. So why do you get affected of the social influencers or any critic saying us anything? It shouldn't matter. We should be bothered about our own actions. That is what matters. I guess everyone should just try working on it and seek for help. Maybe you can visit a psychologist or a doctor. Just share your feelings with someone so that apart from you, the people who are concerned about you, they also get to know that you have a certain problem so that they can help. You can only get help if you ask for it. If you keep the things which is causing you trouble within yourself, it is very hard to get help. So I'm really thankful to Agash for bringing in this topic because I never had this idea of this imposter syndrome and uh, whether I have it or not. Whoever finds out that I will definitely request you to ask for help and just try to change the way you think or feel. So, yeah, it's been a very uh, intense and uh, heartfelt conversation so far. And uh, Meg has really given some uh, key points about uh, tackling this. But one thing I will say is that imposter syndrome is like how um, we would say in, um, in meditation, when I listen to meditation, they say a very simple thing, that whenever you have any kind of feeling, it is just that, it is a thought. So when Brishti was mentioning earlier that she felt that she was a fraud or that she will get found out or others are better than her or any projects or it's X, Y, Z, those are just thoughts. And it's easier said than done, but it's always better to develop a catchphrase. There is no hard and fast way to overcome, but there are some small things that we can do, couple of which um, Meg has mentioned, like um, getting help. It's never, never wrong to ask for help from another. In fact, it's always encouraged. You should ask for help from somebody who is capable enough. And then focus on the facts because we usually live, not usually, we live more with ourselves than with anybody else. So all the stories that we create about anything else are just stories. He doesn't like us, she doesn't like us. We would not know if we did not have the facts in front of us. So I think we should focus on the facts. And again, like I mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome is like a necklace, having a bunch of different mental health conditions string to it. You may have one, you may have all, you may have none. So it's always important whenever you feel, let's say anxiety, depression, stress, low self-esteem, anything. And whenever you see yourself on the doors of comparison or comparing yourself, notice it, acknowledge it, face it and name it. 
Even write it down, what the heck? Write it down. Yes, I am feeling in inadequate because I am seeing so-and-so things. It's much better to journal it down and write it down rather than keeping it in your head with the other 60,000 or more thoughts in your head. Because like Meg was saying, if we just know, notice our facts and name them, we should be in a much better place. I cannot, I cannot say for sure that it's gonna be fine because everybody's different and there are different circumstances, but at least it'll be a lot more calmer. Another thing though, children do this and we should learn from them. And we are discouraged many a times, may not be directly, but indirectly, we are discouraged to take a leap of faith, to do something that scares us, to do something that's, that makes us question. Because in the world of meditation, I have learned that there is only one thing that's the most important, and that is impermanence. That means that everything is changing and change is the only constant. So if we can learn to take any kind of leap of faith, and I don't mean literal like bungee jumping or skydiving, I mean, those are fine. I mean, if you are one of those kind of people, but say for an example, maybe you just wanna take a drive from your hometown to another town, then you wanna stay alone. Maybe you wanna get a new job, small steps. It's one small step, but take it in the right direction and take it every day, ask yourself, Am I doing something that will make me a little bit more scared, happy scared? Do that. Those are some things that could help. But foremost, develop catchphrases, affirmations. Some, some of them could be like, I am worthy. And you should always say it in a first person way. I am worthy. I deserve it. I trust my judgment. Because of course you trust your judgment. I trust my judgments more than anybody else in this world. So that's how it should be. Because again, the minute we put our judgments and thoughts on another, even if it's, even if it's our family, we are succumbing ourselves, not directly, but maybe indirectly to the realms of the world of imposter syndrome. With that, I would like to conclude this real serious conversation, but before that, I want to give my closing question, closing remarks to Brishti. When we say about overcoming, have you been able to overcome or are you, how are you trying to overcome uh, with um, imposter syndrome in your specific uh, situation or your life? I mean, first of all, it's easier said than done. I will print that on a t-shirt and walk all the way from Toronto to San Francisco, showing it to everyone that it's always easier said than done. Uh, but I think um, one very important thing that both you and Meg have brought up time and again is the fact that imposter syndrome often masks other psychological issues that one person might be going through. And for a long time, I did not realize that I was showing tendencies of depression and anxiety. 
and it's all like it's as if they're all working at the same corporation one one dude is always linked to another one syndrome is always linked to another and i think deep down tackling tackling depression and anxiety has kind of eased this little imposter off my back what i have done personally is knowing what is fact factually where have i done well what what is the proof that i have done well i did i i did well in my academics yes one semester can be a fluke two semester can be a fluke a whole degree with latin honors cannot be a fluke so i recognize that then i recognize is to make a, a sort of a difference between humility and imposter like i'd be like are na theek hai thank you so much for your compliment i don't think i deserve all the credit and again that will be true for some interject people. uh what do you said as humility that is uh, in social media you would call it humble brag <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i think it's very important to remember to be humble because uh, like that song but <laughs> it's important to be humble because i think a lot of people the takeaway can be is that oh we should be excessively proud of ourselves that's not the case i think the case is we should know how to keep our ground how to not fly above that oh i shouldn't feel like i'm the greatest editor on earth because that is not the truth but i should feel like yes i am making a decent effort so is to reach the mid ground over there and i think uh, i'm someone who just keeps on writing down my feelings and i keep on writing down what overwhelms me where do i think i have doubt and putting a stop like there was just recently this group project i was going to work on something and they they suggested that hey why don't we go why don't we try contacting this big actor and why don't we try contacting this company and making it big and everything and i decided to jump in i'm just contributing i don't have to go out of my way but i went out of my way i wrote a detailed plan i wrote x y z teen ghanta plan kare i am like tomorrow only i will contact the channel and make this a big thing and then the other person said well okay a few of your plans won't work because of technical things and x y z and then i just sat and thought was it really necessary for me to go out of my way and think of a plan when there are other people working on it so just taking a step back and realizing what your specific role is and that you do more than enough if you just do how much you are assigned to like it's always not necessarily necessary to go out of your out of your way you have to do your job do that well and learn to reward yourself if you have done a job well like don't reward yourself only if you've done something extra i think that has helped me a lot where i'm like okay if i was supposed to work for one hour on this one presentation and i did it i deserve a treat for doing my work i don't just deserve a treat if i've done something really well and it's okay if things are not perfect i have i have finally allowed myself a little slack and be like yeah you know what okay now i'm calling this a slack okay i am not yet over it but i have a lot my okay my language is not helping me but basically if things are not perfect i realize that that is normal and that's okay the situation that brishti uh, was talking about i think that is a situation 
that imposter can trigger. And that is a situation when we face a paralysis of analysis because it just ceases. We are not capable to analyze the situation. And this is where it is very important to self-assess, but try to understand what's going wrong, trying to try to figure it out because we can only grow through self-assessment. And if something just paralyzes it, the scope of growth ends. So it's a very serious thing and it needs to be addressed. We need to understand it and seek for help, which is very, very, very important. And if we do not do it, we will just lose time, which is very valuable. Because time is something we just cannot hold back. It will go. So try to make big, try to make the best use of it rather than just wasting it, comparing yourself, rationalizing yourself, or doubting yourself. Just believe in yourself and your capabilities, what you can do in your life and stick to it. And yes, these are all challenges. These are all hardships, imposter syndrome or anything, any illness. Yes, it's a disease. Maybe it's a disease or it's a sickness that we have, but we have to overcome it. Let's accept it. We have it. We have to move on with it. If we cannot get rid of it, we need to find a way so that we can move on in a positive way and not allow them to stop us to what we want to become or to reach that goal where we want to go at a certain point of time. <clears throat> I wrote in one of my poems that it's just a part that it's about the time. Kabhi na kabhi kadar hoi jati hai. Is zoran kuch nahi, bas work nikal jata hai. So I don't want all of you to lose the valuable time that you have in hand. Make the best use of it. There would be time of hardships, but, and it will never end. It's again, another quote that it says that, shayat mera intehan lene ke liye, kisi ne zindigi ko mera pata diya hai. Ek intehan khatam karu, to dusra samne ho jata hai. So, it will come, exams will come, hardships will come in life, but life is about facing them and moving ahead. As Akash was saying, fear, if we can break it, it can say face everything and try to recover from the problem rather than running. Just try to face everything, be it an imposter, be it any hardship, be it a breakup, be it a loss of job, whatever it is, no matter what, I will face it and I will just overcome it and try to grow in my life. There is no scope of negativity, not even in our thoughts. Try to think positive and nothing is impossible. If you believe in yourself, you can become. Wise words, wise words. And with that, we come to an end of this episode. Thank you, everyone who's been listening to us. Your thoughts and comments mean a lot. And yes, stay tuned for next episode because we will be discussing feminism. What is feminism? What is it to be a feminist? And what are some of the common misconceptions of feminism? Trying for some myth busting.
Stay tuned and thanks again for listening to us.